Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. Hi, everyone. It's uh, Roxanne. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, this week, I have a colleague, Ju- Julia Casivo. Hi, Julia. How are you? I'm good, Roxanne. How are you? Julia is, um, a, I'm going to read her background, but she's a business expert, and um, she's an award-winning social entrepreneur, and she has over 21 years of sales and marketing experience. You don't look that old, Julia, to have that kind of experience. Um, she helps new coaches and on other entrepreneurs refine their niche and tighten up their marketing, which is oftentimes, uh, you know, what a lot of people starting off in business struggles with. They struggle with, and I know for um, when I was beginning my business, that was something that I really needed a lot of help with. She believes that understands understanding one's target market uh, well is the key to marketing strategies that work, leading to more sales and more money. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Now, Julia and I, I think, uh, Julia, I met you almost, it's about two years ago now um, at Carl's event where you were one of the um, speaker coaches at a, an event that I was uh, speaking at with. So we had the privilege to meet then. So nice to see you again. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. So, so Julia, um, you know, you hear all these things about, you know, the brand and the message and the lane and, the, you know, all that stuff, right? So um, you've obviously been doing it for a very long time. Um, so tell me kind of what got you, What I mean, did, did you go to business school for this? Is this something that you just kind of had an affinity to? Uh, tell me kind of what got you in this particular kind of work. Okay. So I migrated to Canada when I was 17. And my very first job that very first winter, so like just a couple months in, was door-to-door sales. (laughs) And this was because I came from a country, uh, Kenya, in which you didn't really work until you were 18. Um, And, you know, I got to this country and was like, oh, people started working when they were 16. So get into something. And sales is actually one of the most common jobs that people get into. It's not something that they think about. Nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to be a salesperson. Very few people do that. And I found myself 21 plus years later in sales and marketing roles. I love, love marketing because it's simply that act of sharing something that you believe in. So I worked for Fortune 500 companies, and then I worked seven years with a Canada Revenue Agency. And working with them, specifically with small businesses, um, day in and day out, I got to see why hundreds of businesses stayed in the black and why hundreds of businesses failed. And also watching my family members or friends, colleagues, people try to start something and then fail, try to start something and fail. And they would brush it off and say, you know, life goes on and they'll go on with their regular jobs. But when they started that business, I could see that passion. Like I could see the things that they hoped to do with those businesses, the kind of life they wanted to build for themselves and for others. 
And I knew that the, the biggest thing that's missing with most people is they know their stuff, they know their products, they know their services, they know exactly what they want to do. But when it comes to the, who am I going to sell to? What am I going to say? Where am I going to find them? You know, when it comes to sales and marketing, that's what they don't have a handle on. And that's the reason why they give up shop. So it's not money. It has nothing to do with money or time. It's the lack of skills with sales and marketing. And I have an abundance of that. And I love to work intuitively so that marketing works for you. So it's not that textbook sort of strategy that you've got to implement that doesn't feel right, that doesn't even flow with who you are. And then you wonder why you're not making any money. <laughs> it's where your people speak to them in the language that they understand. And they will get what you're doing and then selling the, the, the act of exchanging money for goods or services then becomes a natural progression to that. So that's my passion for this. I can tell. <laughs> um, so really, I think... You're so right, right? People start doing things because they love what they do, right? And oftentimes it's kind of like, oh, just give me the clients, put me on the stage, you know, and I'm all good. But all the back end stuff is something that I know, um, like myself, I've, I've worked in corporate consulting, I'm a psychotherapist, you know, um, until I actually started on actual coaching and practicing and speaking for myself, then I really had to think about, okay, who am I in the world? Like, I, I know why I started doing what I wanted to do, which was to, you know, at age 11, um, I thought I liked talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they could pay me for that, which was <laughs> growing up in Trinidad and Tobago. They're like, uh, nobody's going to pay you for that. Right. You're a doctor, <laughs> you're a lawyer, you're an engineer, those types of things. And, um, you know, it's something that I thought, wow, it's, it's, it was, there was a need, um, you know, obviously with your little friends and you'd hear everybody talking about their conflict, not realizing that in fact you could, you know, eventually go on and be able to help people in that way. Um, so I can see how you, you're so right. People kind of like stumble into things because they like something and then they go, well, what's my market, right? Like, okay, who, who do I talk to? How do I get anybody to even have a conversation about um, what I do. And I, I found that overwhelming. And I can tell you, unless I got the right coach, I was, I was kind of spinning with the rest of them. That's it. And, and that's truly the difference between getting it and not giving up and wasting time and money and making the steps that you're taking the steps that you need that will get you farther, farther along. It's unfortunate that I mean, if you come from, let's say, my background, um, people are getting better about accepting help from coaches. But when you hear business coach, life coach, or anything like that, they just, okay, what is that? I don't need that. Like, are you kidding me? I can't even mention that to my family and friends. They'll think there's something wrong with me. Um, you need help. We all need help. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, right? So. When someone's starting a business, let's talk about what you've seen. I mean, obviously, you've seen every possibility. You've seen people that are well-intentioned. You've seen, I'm sure a lot of people work really hard. People fill their days with a lot of things or activities, um, and, and they think that it's helping them. But as a marketing strategist, say someone comes to you and let's say they're new, they're a new entrepreneur, they're new, they have their product, they have a bit of a background. How do you kind of approach working with them with marketing? 
Yeah, so I actually have an approach that doesn't go directly into the marketing. The first thing that I do is I help you get really clear about the vision that you have for your life. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with the business side, as you'll notice. But yes, we have to get really clear about the kind of life that you see for yourself or want to see for yourself and your lifestyle. Because I believe that work should be created around your life and not the other way around. I don't want us to go ahead and put out a strategy. You're going to get your results and then you'll look around and notice, oh, but there goes the time with my children and they're important to me. Or great, I'll never get married at this rate. I'm married to my job. You know, like I make sure that it's intuitive because you're going to have hard days. And you need to be able to have a kind of life that's going to motivate you to do what you need to do because you can see what you're working towards. So we start with the personal and then the business vision. And we get real clear on the numbers. So even while I say this, it's not just all inspiration and motivation. Um, I create my marketing plans for myself and for my clients based on our, re our revenue goal. So a lot of people will, you know, maybe put out their social media posts or go and network and go speak. And all they're thinking is, I just want one client or I just want one speaking engagement. But how does that come back to your revenue goal? We've got to start with that. What do you need to bring in? And then how are we going to, what, what kind of services or products are going to bring in what you need? And then we create the marketing strategy around those products and services. So that everything has a plan. So that when you're going out, you know, when you look back, it's not, I went to 10 networking events and uh, I just spent money. You know, I didn't really do anything. Well, yeah, we didn't really have a plan. We didn't have that step-by-step -step plan that says, the reason I'm going to this networking event is how does it tie back? How does everything look back? and look back so that you have that revenue goal that tells you this is what I'm working towards and this is how I'm going to make it. If I have to sell 13 products, these are the marketing campaigns I have created around these 13 products so that at the end of the year, I can see um, how I met my goal. So I like, I like that approach because, you know, obviously um, as a female entrepreneur myself, you know, when you're thinking about building your business, if you don't take your, your lifestyle into account, like your children and what, you know, some days, you know, you're going to, you know, we all work late, but then you don't, you don't want it to be the norm, right. To say that, you know, I'm always, I'm building my business. So I'm going to have 12 hour days until I make a, you know, a certain amount of money. You're going to burn out really, really quickly. So I like the yeah. fact that you look kind of look at it and say, how do you see it? How do you see your life? So whether it's, you know, to take one vacation a year to be able to have maybe yes. only one late yes. evening or two late evenings um, or to be able to flex, um, to be able to have mornings to get my children off, you know, or whatever, or to be able to go to baseball practice or hockey games, those types of things. I think that's so valuable because, you know, what I've seen with a lot of entrepreneurs since I've been doing is this is that, um, their goals and their values might be out of alignment with where the business is going. I don't know if you've heard a lot of people complain about that because now they're like yeah. in a different city all the time or they're constantly traveling. They have, you know, young kids or maybe you have to, like I have a teenager, but I don't want to be gone very much because it's very important that I'm still involved until he kind of goes off to school. Um, so the, I think that, I think that's brilliant because sometimes when people hire coaches, they don't think about what the outcome they need from that coach in order to help them along. 
Yes, and, and you're just coming and you're thinking, I need help with marketing and I need help with sales and whatnot. That's great. Of course you do. But beyond that, you have a life and you are a person. So how do we make this so that it really does work for you? I'm all about sustainability. I want you profitable, but I want it in a sustainable way. I don't want you in five years to look back and think, you know, I, I hate that. Like for me, it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people, let's say a coach is coming to you and they're starting off and let's say they've, you know, they have this, they've have the background, they have the certification, they've done something. Once they kind of are clear, right? Like they, maybe they say to you, look, I want to be able to take two weeks off a year, be able to replace my income in a, and in, you know, that I was making before. Um, but I want to some, I know what I've done is I've done a tiered approach you know, I took from one part of, of a business that I want to get out of, and every time I made some more, is that something that you work with people around, um, like a tiered approach with, okay, if I if I know I'm doing, um, say, marketing three days a week, but I want to eventually learn to coach or have coaching yeah. be core business, do you kind of work with them to say, okay, if you're making 60000 over here um, and you start to, you know, your goal is to make, 30,000 over here that you, you kind of work with them like a, on a money perspective to be able to do that in a, in a, in a certain way. Yeah. So we do take that into consideration. Um, what are your income sources? If you have something else, for example, if you need $90,000 for the year, and this is based on your personal and your business expenses together. So this means that that's the least, that's how much you need to bring in. Anything above that is awesome. But at the very least, we need to plan for your personal and your business expenses for the year. So if you have something, and let's just assume it's 90,000, and let's say you have a source that's bringing in 60, then we're just going to plan for that $30,000. And if you say something like, I wanna take two, two weeks off um, for vacation, I wanna take all my children's birthdays off, I wanna take my own birthday off, well, we also break things down to the day level. So I'll give you an example. For the month of March, I am working 24 days. And this includes four days off, and it includes two loo days, just in case uh, something happens that I can't work. But that's what it boils down to. And what I do is I help you really get realistic. You know, people get very excited. They're like, oh, I want the whole month of August off and two months in December uh, <laughs> and two weeks in December. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's, those are six weeks. And that's fine as long as you're willing to do the work for the rest of the days. And we look at the number of days that you have to work. So even if it's three days a week, let's say that you're working on your marketing or anything else, well, we say that three days out of, you know, every week for 12 months, or is it? And then work based on what really tangibly do you have to work with? And that's what we work with. And I like that. That's very tactical, right? Versus, um, you know, um, I'm all, you know, because I'm not microscopic. So the help that I've gotten has helped me to break things down, right? You know, if it's X amount per event to know that, okay, you're going to, this is what you're targeting, but then to break it down, like, you know, what, like you said, once you start to look at the revenue um, goals that you have, then you break it down into months, then probably into weeks, into days, or even down into a, an hourly rate so that, you know, if you're working for 24 days, those other seven have to be paid for within that 24 um, day period in that month. Yes, exactly. So you still have your goal, so your revenue goal for the year, you break it down and you say, well, 
based on activities or whatever the case may be, what am I bringing in? What, what do I have to bring in? So you still have to work within that. And even say you mentioned events, it's also knowing that uh, what's the plan after the event to make sure that we're still capitalizing on that and bringing on board the clients who maybe at that time were not ready or were in a different stage of the client buying cycle? And what, what do we have in place to make sure that you know, every single activity has, has its rewards way down the line, that they're not just isolated things that you do, because everything that you do takes energy and time away from you. So it might as well have, you know, amazing results even down the line. So I'm always careful about that as well. Um, I love using and using to the fullest what people have and what they've done and what they're going to do so that it's not something where you feel like you're starting again every single time. You know, and doing one thing, like you said, right? So once you've kind of come up with a concept, you kind of know what kind of lifestyle they, they want, you're kind of starting to work with them in that, then you're seeing what, what are their skills, what are their resources, what are their strengths, you, you're building that in. And at some point, you, you're gonna come up with a brand. I'm, do they work through that with you, Julia? Like the actual brand? Um, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So the what we come up with um, informs the brand and it informs um, the image and it informs the message and the language and it informs the person's personal brand, but also the business brand moving forward. Yeah. So all of so the branding, um, all of that good stuff, even processes or systems is uh, natural. I'd say it naturally emerges as we get very clear about what it is that we're going to be doing and how we're going to be doing it. And the one part I didn't mention is that a huge part of starting to work with people is actually based on mindset work. It doesn't matter if the most ambitious person comes to me. There are always these thoughts and these feelings that stop them from going ahead. And that's why they came, right? Like they got stuck somewhere. So there's a huge ton of mindset work that takes place because we don't really talk about this as entrepreneurs, but this is such a growth journey. It's all about pushing through your boundaries, coming face to face with your uh, shadow self. It's all about just overcoming yourself over and over as you go out into the marketplace and you have to do that at the same time it's you know is that it's and mindset is such a big thing right like because you, you know i'm sure a lot of people that are coming to you have done a lot and i know when myself it's kind of like all right well now i am speaking okay okay and you kind of think okay how am i going to do that you know who's going to listen What's my, you know, all that stuff you start to get to, there's, you know, experts out there already doing it, you know, and then you kind of what, what you do, and I'm sure you hear this, people at, at different stages, take the guy that's been doing it for 20 years or 30 years, and they start to compare and say, well, that person does this, or, you know, they seem to be out and about a lot. And that comparison game oftentimes can be a, a very crippling. Yeah. And social media, well, it's awesome an awesome tool to let people know who you are and what you're about is also just the biggest demon in that space of making you feel like i mean all you're doing is maybe even you're taking a break because you're frustrated with your own efforts and you go on social media and you're like oh great she's speaking again you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure because i think it's it's when what if anything what i found has found most helpful with my coach that i use is what does that fit the brand 
you know, is it in line with what you're going to do and do one thing at a time. And because of course I, you know, I'm like everybody else, you know, it's squirrel in the headlights and I'm going another way and I've gone off and done something else. And she'll come back to me and say, uh, I don't know if you should have done that, but how's that going to help where you want to go? And I mean, that's a, I do that with my coaching clients and my clinical clients. And then when it's kind of back at to you, you kind of go, Oh, I guess it, it, that was a lot of work, but you're right. It really didn't get me where I needed to go. So I think it's so key once you kind of look at, like you said, your endpoints, um, and then once you have your brand to figure out, okay, what is it that I want to do? Like, you know, how do I see myself 24 months from now? Like you said, five years from now, what am I going to be seeing? And how, and you can't do it all. You can't do every marketing piece. You can't do every seminar. You can't do every speaking event. You just have to pick one thing to focus on a bit at a time. So you gotta love technology. You froze up a little bit, and I think yours. <laughs> okay, no problem. So, um, so really, when 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 someone like with me, I just had to be directed to start to figure out where I was in business. You know, kind of. Would you say there's stages to business and what you do when you and how you do it? And, and at one point, let's say if I'm a beginner, if I'm in the middle of the road, or if I'm seasoned, are there different stages you would say to to how you market to the to 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 your audience? Yeah. So, so in marketing, um, we have it's called the client buying journey, right? And this is the journey that one takes from interest to purchase. And people are in different, um, they're in different stages of that journey. And it's even just with someone making a decision on food, when they say, um, I'm hungry, that's awareness. That's awareness that there is a problem, or that there is a need. And then the next thing is to eat, the consideration stage. And that's when someone else starts to think about their options. That's when they open the fridge. And they ask another family member or a friend, what do you feel eating? And sometimes they'll even narrate what they feel like cooking. And they'll say, you know, you're all right. That's it. And those are your options. And then the last stage is the decision stage, which is the purchase stage. And that's when something is agreed upon, where it's like, you know what, I'll just warm up the, the pastor from the decision stage. So even when it's important to put out content, that that talks to the target market bearing in mind so in the awareness stage it's information you're just educating people in consideration stage, what you're really focusing on is showing what's different about you and in the purchase stage you're just making it as very simple and very clear as possible for someone to make a purchase so this is when people go on let's say a website and the button is very clear there purchase and when we are with clients or when I am speaking with them, of what stage they're at. So even when they come to me. At the beginning, this is what I say, oh, your journey. Your only purpose in life is to go out there and start selling. That's it. And 
the most difficult part because people say, well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to look. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. You're at the beginning stage. This is the stage where we make all the mistakes. This is where you learn what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And this is where you get the information you need so that you can start making your products and services. Let's say you're, you're not going in something that's already been created for you. This is the information that you need so that you can start so that you can be a better person. So that's how it starts. So at the very beginning, I'm all about go out and spelling. Hear what people are saying. Take that feedback. Don't take it personally and use that as an opportunity to consider you know, what do I need to do next or where do I need to go. So that's at the beginning. And then we need to start getting clever and niche. And this is, you know, toward the group. It's just really honing in and really zeroing in on that. Well, maybe you'll have two client types. Really love the idea of going for that one person. Your messaging is clear, it's direct. Anybody who looks at what it is that you're doing immediately knows what you're talking about or if it's for them. If it's not for them, at least they know who you're speaking to so that they can think, oh, you know, I need to get my niece on that or I should forward this to my um, uncle. He needs to see this, whatever that case may be. So, this is where you really just go deep on. What is it that my person wants? And then you give it to them at all the different levels. So we start with the first level where they are invested in you, but not that much because they don't know you yet like that. And they don't really trust you yet. Just going really deep and deep and making sure that you always have something that's going to help them, that is of value to them, and that keeps them as your client for as long as possible. So we really work on the client delight factor. Because your best clients are going to be the repeat clients, not the new ones. And your least costs are going to be with people who have already purchased from you, not the new ones. And your best referrals and your best um, accolades are going to come from people who get to work with you and get to really see your good stuff and really work with you on that. So that's important to me. And I'm always looking at, you know, where do we, what, what, where are we and what do we need to focus on? So immediately, I always say pick a niche, but let's not just go deep immediately because you don't know your people. You don't know what they want. You really don't. You think you do, but you don't. You know what you think they want. So we have to go out and just sell and just put yourself. So even if it's someone's a speaker, put yourself on as many stages as possible and just give yourself a timeline and say, you know what, for the next eight months, I'm just going to go hard and speak everywhere. And then I am going to look and review all my speaking engagements, what felt good, what didn't feel good, what led to more of what I want, what just definitely doesn't work for me, and start to make a more defined plan based on actual experience. Yeah, that's great advice because initially people don't know you. The market doesn't know you, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're basically, you're going out and you're just you know, you're getting to know people, people are getting to know you, like, um, what, well, yeah, what's she about? She seems okay. She's, you know, she's done this, she's done that. I don't know what, you know, and then like, you're right. And before you know it, like you said, if you go on and you just get on stages or, you know, you get on, you know, you start coaching people. Um, and then eventually it kind of guides you based on, you know, what, what you first of all like to do, but also who's coming to you. And then it helps yep. you define that, that niche even more. Yes, and a really good indicator of where you are and how you're doing are the people who come to you. And this is really hard to understand because people take things personally. They'll say, oh, so I had these clients and they barely show up for their coaching calls 
or they just they really bug me and they pay the least amount in fact i gave them discounts upon discounts and some of them are pretty much free and they're the ones who just bug me constantly over everything and that sort of thing well that's an invitation to look at yourself you are showing up in that way to the world and you are always going to attract at the level that you are at so if you yourself, let's say, are trying to help other people, you're trying to coach people, you're trying to help them even speak, learn to speak, or whatever the case may be, but you yourself will not invest <laughs> in that, then how are you going to help the ones that you need overcome their objections when they look at you and they wonder, is this something that I should invest in? You don't have the experience of investing in something bigger than you so that you can get better results. So how will you communicate that to the people coming to you? You won't. And instead, the same way you go out and you get the free products and the, and the trials and this and that, you're going to get that. You're going to get people who come to you and they'll say, well, I'm here because you have a $1 promotion. And then immediately after they leave, even though they were extremely excited and happy. So it's always a good indication to look at your client base and then ask yourself, do I want more of this? If not, what within me do I need to change? What do I need to look at and really look at and change so that I can start attracting more of what I want? I love that. That is so true, you know, because if you're, if you're not in, like I think of my path and what I've invested and I've, I've like, uh, you know, I've coached with so many people in different arenas, the speaking, the business, um, you know, the social, all that different stuff, because you know, you kind of see the people that have done it, you know, that, that have the brand and you see the websites or you see them on stage or whatever. And then you realize this has been a lot of work. <laughs> it's not, it, it takes a lot to be able to get there, but it's, you're, you're so right when you're saying it takes time, you have to learn and whatever you're projecting out there in the world, that's truly what you, you're going to get back. Um, so that's very, very important. Um, now, can we talk a little bit about social? Because I know probably people listening, they're like, oh my God, don't I have to, you know, I have to be on every platform and I have to, you know, so how do you kind of work with people again to decide with marketing pieces? You know, let's say, um, I don't know. I don't know where my market lives. Um, I'm hoping to find that out. And how, how do you kind of work with people again to figure that out and do you or do you tell them to go on all social platforms oh no oh my goodness <laughs> oh, that 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 no because social media as with any other thing is a skill so when you say go out on all the social media platforms you're asking people to learn multiple skill levels at the same time and that's exhausting. And then you're going to wonder why they didn't work on other things like picking up the phone and calling and asking for business. Absolutely not. So the first thing that we do is, yes, we get to on your life and on your business. So that's the vision part. And then we get to on your ideal client. Exactly who is this person? Uh, what does he or she want? What are they looking for? What do they need? What do they want right now? What is it that we can tell them right now that's going to make them just sit up or listen or say, you are speaking to me or were you in my prayers last night or you know like how how did you know we want that reaction from people how did you know that that's what i need or hmm, that's interesting let me look for more information that's what we want now the thing about social media is you just have to figure out and this is easy once you know who your ideal client is, where they go. So as an example, I've written for, and I've been featured on Forbes.com. 
And the reason for that is this. It's not for credibility and it's not because it makes me feel good or look good. Means like you have to go where your people are. So and the same way. Mm -hmm. So on Forbes, how did sorry, how did you get there? How did you get on the Forbes platform? I got on the Forbes platform because of articles that I had written for other places. So it's playing the long game. And it would be the same as people who maybe want that really big stage and, and, and they go directly to the organizer and they're like, you need to pick me. No, you've got to give stuff that people can use and judge by and then decide whether you will be a good fit for them. So I was writing the kind of stuff that would be published on Forbes for other public publications, just maintaining that standard because I also knew that my people were reading those other publications, but also that I wanted to be on bigger platforms, let's say as an example, Forbes. Now I have clients who are just in love with the idea of doing Facebook Live. But the truth is, you know, I always have to bring them back to the, the fact that their ideal client is never, ever, ever going to spend time on Facebook watching a Facebook Live. You know, like for some people, that's just the reality. And I get it. It looks good and you want to be amongst the number and you want to look like you're everywhere and that you're doing everything. I get it. But if that's not for you, then I'd rather that we pick what is for you. For some people, their people are more likely to be on YouTube videos. Now, the reason I do videos is because I enjoy speaking <laughs> and on stages or cameras or whatnot, but my default setting, and I really love writing, and I read more often than I will watch something, and I know that about my people too. So I do a lot more writing than I do videos. And it's not because I don't believe in the power of videos. In fact, statistics um, tell me every day how I'm missing out on opportunities by doing more writing and less videos. I don't care. I only care about my people. Where are they? What do they need? What do they need to hear from me? And the only way that I can put out as much content as I do is if I do it because I enjoy it and I love it. Now you'll find see, someone like me. I am on Instagram. I am. I, I just closed my Twitter account, but. I was also on Twitter, I was also, I'm also on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube. I'm very active on all those social fronts, as well as speaking publicly and also holding my own events, including a conference. But this is not for everyone. If this was not me and if it was not what, so the same way I say, you know, what, what are your strengths and all of that good stuff if this was not me and if this was something that i couldn't do i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it i just wouldn't it's not sustainable but it is sustainable for me and it is something that i love to do and i've worked out my whole marketing strategy based on that and so again it's that it's where are your people where are your people and if you have a capacity, maybe you love social media and technology like me, then yes, go ahead and do what you need to do. But there's also a learning curve. I started out with Twitter and I hated it. I was so frustrated. And I talked to myself for years, even on Facebook, before I gained any kind of traction. You know, so sometimes people say, oh, you get to do this and that. I'm like, yeah, if you're willing to really make public mistakes and just you know, and write horrible articles that nobody will ever read until you get it. You know, if you're willing to do that to yourself, yes, yes, you will get to the place where these things come with ease. But at the beginning, for a long time, four or five years, I was making public mistakes. 
I was writing horrible articles, but too long, they were like essays, you know, the grammar, just trying to figure out the grammar from, I mean, it's English, but it's different how we're taught in Kenya, and then again in Canada, and also figuring out your market, and, and for, you know, social media, what can you say, what can't you say, who, you know, figuring it all out, you also have to know what the price is to get to where you want to be. But I think, you know, going to back to your point, like I li like you, I like video. I'm, I'm, I write, but I, if I had to sit, get in front of a camera or write, I would get in front of a camera first. So hence the podcast, which has worked really well for me. But I mean, I also do write, but if I had to sit down and write as much, because obviously you love it, it would be, I, I would have to make myself do it. But for the video, it's no big deal. I just think, what, what are three points I'm going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about something happened, uh, you know, three bullet points and a call to action. And I'm done, no biggie, because I'm so accustomed to speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, if I have to write an article, I will have to kind of shut down, think more. You know, I, I haven't made as much mistakes um, because I haven't written as much articles to different publications. But you're so right. You will have to be willing to say, oh, boy, was that bad? Oh, I think that was bad. <laughs> And then you think, oh, um, and then you go back and then you realize, wow, I got better just because I just got more comfortable. And what do people want to see? And, and as a marketer, I've, and I'm sure you can tell me this, but what I've learned is be yourself. Be who you are. are. Don't try to be Julia. Don't try to be Roxanne or whoever. And that's what people want to see. They don't want to see you polished a certain way or they want to see who you are day to day. They want to see you in your real kind of realm. Because once they trust you, know you, and like you, eventually, um, and they know what you're all about, they're gonna. They, eventually, if they want to deal with you, they're gonna. They're gonna buy from you. Yeah, people want humans. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. They want humans, and yeah, just because you are skilled at something doesn't mean you're skilled at life. <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying show up a hot mess, but just be yourself, be, be, just really work on being yourself, work on the confidence part, the inner confidence part, because the more you put yourself out there and in marketing, it's all about putting yourself out there in a big way. The more you do that, the more that all these things crop up that say you're not good enough, you're not polished enough, who will buy from you, who cares about what you say, look at the way you look, you're not pretty, you're not skinny, whatever. <laughs> whatever <laughs> just really get comfortable with yourself so that the only thing that matters is the words that come out of your mouth you know and and that's once you get over that hump then you realize i can't be anything but myself really and feel comfortable and i think once you get there you kind of go oh it couldn't have been that simple all along because you're thinking like talking again about mindset you were so much in your head <laughs> and then you thought oh well I have to do it this way or I have to look like this or, and then you kind of look back and I look back at some of my earlier videos and I'm like, Oh my God, I should just, I should have just taken a breath and just had fun. Right. Because the more you get relaxed, then the true essence of who you yeah. are comes out. And then the people go, Oh, Oh, I like what you, when you said, blah, blah, blah. And I think, Oh, you like that? That's kind of how I talk. And people get to know you, right? The people that are close to you say, Oh yeah, I listen to that. And you so say that all the time because people get, get it when you're trying to be, on stage, you know what I mean? Well, you see, yeah. you're a speaker, you get it. To be on stage, you know, if you're trying to be something you're not, the audience reads it within seconds and then they disconnect. They do. And yeah. you yourself bring in a wrong kind of energy. Like I know for the very beginning, I decided to just be at ease with the way that I would set up my background 
or even the space that I was in for the videos because I thought I left the cubicle. Why would I want to come recreate that? <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Julia, this is, um, I, I think we could talk for a very long time. I've, um, I've learned so many things, if anything more so, um, just the importance of, again, um, you know, my coach says, what's your lane, you know, basically what's your brand. And when, when you kind of, when it's you, there's no effort and, and you've reinforced that yet again. Um, so, so well, because, you know, as entrepreneurs, you're always trying to think about, you know, am I, you know, am I going the right way? And we all pivot, we all have to pivot, right? Periodically, yeah. but it's nice to know um, that you're out there helping entrepreneurs and coaches find that because I know a lot of people flail around for a long time thinking they can do it all. And then they realize, boy, I need a coach. I need, I need somebody that knows this stuff. Um, so I know you have something coming up that, um, uh, it's quite extraordinary. So why don't you tell the listeners uh, about the event that you have coming up? And, you know, if they love what they hear that we've been talking about, I'm sure people would be uh, willing to come. And it's in, it's in Toronto, correct? Yes, it is. It is. So I love, love, love events. I love creating events. I love bringing people together. That's just, that's just me. And so we have a full day event on Saturday, April 27th here in Toronto, Canada. And the reason for this event is so that people can come in. It's a very exclusive, very intimate, very small group of dreamers and entrepreneurs so that they can get the first thing is clarity over their vision. And I walk you through that in a very introspective, spectacular way that just makes sense to you. And then we create a marketing plan and we figure out your strategy for the rest of the year. I also do a heavy piece on the mindset because you're going to be coming in with all the things that have stopped you from progressing and we're going to like just put, you know, we're just going to chop them all up and I'm going to give you the perspective that you need so that you can see that you're okay and you're going to be okay. You just need to have a plan. So you're going to walk out with a plan. It's an intimate group of people. I love the people who come in because they're powerhouses, but they're also willing to be vulnerable so that they can learn and connect with each other. And this is something that I'm passionate about because, you know, a lot of uh, what we do, we do in isolation. So even if you go to networking groups or you go to conferences or things like that, you're sort of in a role. You're like, I am an insurance agent or you know, I am a financial advisor. You're in a role. <laughs> but what I like about my event is that you come as you are. You are a human being first. You are a female. Um, I predominantly work with females, and I've been moving more into that sphere over the last little while. You're coming in, and you just happen to have a business or a business idea that you need help with. And that's where I, I give you the community, and I give you the foolproof plan, and I give you the real-world strategies so that you're not taking information and putting it on a shelf when we're done, that you're going to be excited to go home and carry it out. Um, it's Saturday, April 27th, and the link is, you know, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, <laughs> April event 19, capital A, April, capital E, event 19. Um, maybe we can add that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, if you, we can add yeah. this um, to the podcast. So absolutely, we'll yeah. make sure that we, we will have a link at the bottom so that people can just click on and um, go directly to the events. And I hope that people, yeah, people can actually go out and um, I'll see what my schedule is like, Julie, if I'm available, I'd love to come and uh, see what your events are like. I've, I ran one um, 
just this year, year um, in June, sorry, last year. And I really respect people that do events because it's a lot of work. It was fantastic. And, but it's, you know, if you, to get, to be able to put it all together, it takes a lot um, to be able to do that. And I know that you do them all the time. So, well, everyone, it, I, it, 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 it's, it would, you know, be a, a nice day to be able to spend around other people that are doing the same things or having the same questions or the same doubts or the same kind of, um, you know, kind of growing pains as you would. And it's oftentimes a place to meet other um, female entrepreneurs um, that have the same uh, life stage issues as we all do um, and juggling it all and, and um, trying to uh, take care of everybody in our lives. So Julia, this has been fantastic. And if anything, again, um, you know, go back to the whole concept of being connected to you. What I like that um, Julia did so lovely um, at the beginning is talk about alignment with uh, where you are. So, you know, creating something that does not fit into who you are, what you believe or your value. Uh, yeah, you might you might get to success, but success in whose terms? And I often say that if you're authentic and you're connected, um, you can't go wrong because you're, you're creating it for yourself. Um, so, uh, again, lovely guest today that shared a lot. If you're wanting more information on me, you can go to RoxanneDurHodge.com. And um, if you're wanting any um, speaking uh, engagements uh, on mental health and wellness around the element of authenticity, uh, I can be reached there. So thanks again, Julia, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxanderhajcom slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.